Welcome to Our Global God, a new podcast brought to you by OnePlus God Ministries, who focuses on short-term missions, retreats, and teaching. Mission discover in this show how God is on a mission with you. Your host for Our Global God is Wayne DeVitt, Executive Director and Founder of OnePlus God Ministries. OnePlus God Global Family, we have this podcast series titled Our Global God. Our Global God is a is a missions God and he's taking all of us on this incredible mission to reach everyone all around the world, locally and globally. And that's the title of session six of this eight week series, Local and Global Missions. And so even though One Plus God gets a lot done globally by God's grace, local missions is just as important. And we don't want our One Plus God global family to miss that. And so we're going to talk about that today. We were hoping to have Pastor Anneli from South Africa with us in the sense of phoning her into this podcast today. But um, unfortunately, she had a... A negative reaction to some medicine and um, she's recovering from that and she called us and she said hey I I would still be willing to do this but I might be a little sleepy and Sarah and I was driving over here and we said nope <laughs> we think you need to go to bed and rest and isn't it awesome Sarah so welcome to you our missions Thank director you. welcome to have you here Thank you. and um, I said uh, Sarah and I said no 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 you you go and rest and Sarah isn't it awesome that even though our missionaries are removed from us physically in um, just about 10 different countries all over the world that when they have a negative reaction to medicine that we can know about that immediately activate the prayer chain and really keep the missionaries close to us right absolutely it's a beautiful thing i mean thank god for modern day technology that we're constantly able to it is it's like she's literally and the one street over, right next door. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes, indeed, indeed. So as Annelies listening to this, we did have a pre-interview with her. So the neat thing is we can still go ahead and share with you the thoughts that Annelie wanted to share today. Um, incredible thoughts, I think important wisdom that we can gain from somebody for those of you yes. who have not heard about Annelie yet. But we did have her in one of our previous sessions. So just to refresh your memory, a missionary called by God. We she was young, um, just working. Um, God uh, called her through a, through another missionary to just uh, start helping. She started doing that and then finally needed more time. And she said, Lord, I, I think I need more time to do what you want me to do here. And then the business that she worked for closed down, Sarah, right? That's exactly right. <laughs> so be careful what you ask for. That's God right. might just answer your prayer. And she so, was given more time. Yeah, she was given more time. <laughs> and so she enters full-time ministry absolutely just awesome how she then um, starts to to serve God more and more and we are now 26 years later 26 years later so we do want to listen to someone who had been 26 years blessed years in ministry so when we think about global missions one plus God mainly do that through short-term trips we do that through trips in the Caribbean we take groups to Haiti to Jamaica in Africa we take groups to South Africa planning a trip for um, another uh, local church actually um, here in Jackson Center planning a trip with them to Tanzania in 2021 
hopefully at some point we will be able to take groups to Kenya as well. We started with some really neat connections there. And then in the east we take groups to Thailand, to the current state and also to Papua, Indonesia. So those are ways in which we can help you to get globally involved. But locally we also reach out, especially through the retreats. So we are so excited about that, of course, through the teaching too. This podcast is reaching all around the world, but it's also reaching people right here. So our local involvement is through teaching that then also some some cool retreats. We just had an incredible retreat for business people. And we even had some students from Mount Vernon University that joined that and um, kind of learned from people who are in business while they are studying about business and how can you make missions part of your business. So that was really awesome. We have a women's retreat coming up, Sarah, right? That's right. Um, so that's pretty awesome. It is. So, and your speaker is going to be Anneli, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be an incredible time for all of us women to come together, to just spend time with the Lord, to spend time with a missionary. So many women have never been that close to a woman who serves in the way that Anneli does. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and Anneli, you know, when I asked her, Anneli, how you are reaching out locally in the area where you surf. And for those of you who've missed that again, um, Anneli truly serves the poorest of the poor. Some of the people are just living in shacks, little tin homes. Um, some of them are just literally living off of a dump site. So she's yeah. serving the poorest of the poor. So, so of course, you know, she would be highly involved locally and could actually um, rightfully so argue the need is right here the need is overwhelming i cannot get to all of it definitely god would understand if i'm basically just focusing here locally yet god had called her at some point and said no 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 i want you to be involved globally as well and only had shared with this pre-interview that one of the ways in which she can be globally involved from her in is to come here and um, you know encourage the people here and be a speaker at a women's retreat so isn't that awesome uh, Sarah yeah no it really is and it I think the reason why her testimony is so extremely touching is because of the sacrifice that she gives every day. She is so sacrificial in her living and I mean people here cannot understand what it's like to serve the people that she's serving um, who are mostly they have AIDS and mm. Anneli risks her life every day to go with these children and to hug them and to love them and to wipe their noses and to take care of them because I mean, that would be scary for a lot of Americans yeah. but for Anneli it's there's no second thought that right. she risks her life and not only does she risk her life to go and serve the people that have AIDS but also just the the crime there is so horrible and being a white woman, the only white woman in that area, it seems, um, because the racial tension in South Africa is so real. So for Anneli to go and risk her life every day to serve the Lord yep. and to show these people that Jesus is real is powerful. So isn't it incredible how local and global missions kind of feed off of each other, right? Yes. Here you have Anneli coming from South Africa to America, seeing that yes. as her global missions leg of their ministry and coming here and sharing with us at a women's retreat or a small group or, you know, some churches invite her over to come and speak. And of course, she's doing fundraising and support raising and raise sure. awareness and all of that. But also, and I know Anneli's heart for 
importantly, it's also about feeding the flock, right? Feeding yeah. the, the flock of God wherever they are, um, being kingdom-minded and not locally-minded, knowing that we serve a global God and not a local God. And so while she comes and shares that with us, what she shares, like the things that mm. you just said, encourages us to be more locally involved again. I, I mean, I, uh, one of the things that I asked Anneli, and you are saying that as well, you know, Anneli, how did it start for you? How do you get going with missions locally? And, and mm. Anneli would say, the only thing I did was simply to hear what does God want me to do that's right in front of me and yes. then obediently do that without the fear of, you know, racial tension or crime or yes. AIDS or whatever it is. Just or, or am, am I equipped or am I able or do I have enough resources? It's just she literally answered only one question. What is right in front of me? God, is that what you want me to do? And when she gets a yes, it's like nothing stops her, right? And that encourages, agree. so she's busy with global missions while she's here, but yeah. the people here get encouraged to do something locally because it's like, oh, now I get it. This is how you do it. I should not have this fear and that fear and believe this mm -hmm. lie and that lie of the devil. I should just do that. And as she does that, people then get encouraged again to go and visit Anneli. And then that outreach becomes a global outreach again, right? So yeah. local and global keep feeding off of each other. And here now you have people going on short-term trips. And dear friends, let me just say this. You know, I, I think there's this big constant debate on can short-term mission trips really, really make a difference? Because there is a lot of people that would say, oh my goodness, that's just a, a waste of money. And why are you doing that? You know, wh why didn't you just send the money and the missionaries can use that and make a difference that way? So so I asked Anneli this question. And remember when, when she answered this, this is a lady with 26 years of missions experience who had done mm -hmm. several short-term trips herself in her life only um, while I was still um, ministering in South Africa only had gone with me often from South Africa to our neighboring country Namibia on mission trips and she had gone on some trips herself as well and now she's, she's experiencing one plus God short-term trips to her you know and we got some pretty neat experiences together there and so this is her answer so this is what somebody this is her opinion 26 years in ministry she says short-term mission trips are some of the best ways to become involved globally it is one of the ways god talked to people about becoming involved locally when they return as we have seen now with this COVID 19 situation the moment you are out of your comfort zone our ears and hearts seem to be more focused on God. She says, I have seen people overcome personal spiritual hurdles by just being out of their everyday life. And these people go home and inspire others by the change they see in that person's life. She says, of course, for the missionaries to see the ministry through the eyes of other people make us strong and fuel us to continue. It shows the missionaries that they are indeed making a difference. And I think, Sarah, we have seen that, right? Absolutely. With the people who go, yes, you know, they get excited. They get focused on God again. You know, they get passionate. Um, their lives change. But isn't it interesting to hear from Pastor Anneli that when you go and serve globally, again, local missions mm -hmm. feeding global missions, global missions feeding local missions, here you have us going to South Africa, 
our socks blazed off, or how do you say that in, in American English? Blazing our socks off. Blaze our socks off, something like that. You know, and um, and here was missionaries saying, yeah. you guys are fueling us yes. because they're just doing it, you know, it's rough, it's hot, it's, you know, mm -hmm. dust, it's, you know, yes. not the best food ever, you know, not clean yeah. water always that the people have access to. So we have all these struggles, all yeah. these battles, all these illnesses, day by day, sweating to get through it in their local mission setting. Here we are coming, we're busy with global missions from our side, yeah. and the missionaries see how we are pumped by it, so excited, right? Yeah. And they look at how we experience and they get inspired. I just think that's amazing. So. No, and we see that on short-term mission trips all the time where the people who are there, who are, they put their blood, sweat, and tears in this every single day. Every single day they show up. They um, they don't have the resources we have. What, what I find incredible is when I'm on a mission trip, whether it's Haiti, Africa, wherever, we'll have an idea. We'll say we want to have a sports day where we want to have these uh, races and we want to do all these different things. We'll oh, have, weren't those fun? Yeah, weren't and those we'll, have, fun? <laughs> we'll have all these ideas. And not only do we do that, but they go the whole extra mile to make little tents. Do you remember this in South Africa? They made yeah. these little tents yeah. for us to stand under so we wouldn't be too hot with little chairs for the children to sit. They, go, I mean, they come up with these ideas. And I'm like, their resources are so limited, but they right. come up with these amazing ideas. And what right. do we do underneath those tents? In between the races, we praise God. Yes. We sing songs yes. to the Lord. We say Bible verses. Right. It's incredible. Right. And I think that it's a wake-up call to all of us Americans that are there. What are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing right. in America? We have these air-conditioned churches with the best VBSs and the most resources. The most. We have all the all the ways. We have Amazon. We have um, Oriental Trading. All these different ways to bring things in to give the very best, best, best. And our kids still leave VBS starving mm. for God's mm. word. Mm -hmm. They still leave VBS not knowing the real, true living God. Mm. And I, I stand in South Africa under a tent where kids have Bible verses memorized. And it's not just memorized, but it's in their hearts. They're right. screaming it. Right. And it's right. their battle plan. Right. It's what's going to get them through right. when they're starving later. Yeah. yeah. And I'm amazed. And so how can we not bring that back to our own church? Right. And how can it not change us and make us better here so, locally? So while we are busy with a global outreach, the local people gain focus again by seeing oh, yes. our experience, see how pumped we are. Yes. You know, Anneli says one of the things that she gets excited about is that the visitors, that would be us in this case, you know, yeah. makes children feel so loved. Yes. You know, well, only goes as far as to say to me, you know what, Vainon, if we would ask these children if you would rather want a jungle gym or the people to visit them from America, oh. they would say we want the people to visit us. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Yes. And you know that they have, you yes. know, almost no playground, a couple of tires and, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and, and she said, I can promise you, if I would ask these kids, you know, do you want your friends from America to come back and visit you? Or would you want them to just send the money so you can get a new jungle gym? They would say, let them come and visit us. So, so you know, they get focus and we get focus. And so we come back and do continue with the VBSs, right? There's nothing wrong that we have yeah. all these things. But do it with a new focus, with a new intentionality, globally feeding locally, locally feeding globally. 
Yeah, um, you know what's incredible about you specifically speaking about the tires. When I was just in South Africa, I FaceTimed my kids from you know, what they call a playground. Right. And so I wanted my kids before bedtime to see me and all the children of Shamwari because my children pray for these children all the time. We talk about them in our home. We welcome Annalie in our home when she's here. She's our grandma. You know, Annalie is part of our family. So I wanted them to see these kids for themselves since they can't go to South Africa quite yet. Well, I'm FaceTiming with them. And my daughter, who's 11 years old, says, Mom, Mom, are they playing with tires? Mom, yeah. what are they doing with those tires? Right. I said, that's their toy. They right. have a stick in the middle. Uh-huh. My daughter immediately started crying. Wow. She started crying on the phone. Wow. She said, Mom, she said, they love tires? And I'm like, why are you crying, Cassidy? She said, I don't know. She's like, it's just making me cry that that's their toy. Right. And I said that, I'm like, but see how happy they are with that tire? You know why? Because they have the joy of the Lord, Cassidy. They right. know the truth. They right. know about Jesus. A tire is enough. A tire is enough. They don't know any different. They don't know about like the Xbox and all the things that they don't know. And and I mean, Sarah, how amazing is it? Because what you are actually sharing here is that your global missions trip, right, had come back and made a local impact on on not only how you served but also on your family. Right, And and so I truly believe that global outreach work, if we believe that this is what God wants you to do, will not only influence your local missions work outside of your own house, even Mm -hmm. outside of your um, church's walls, like we love to say, and it's correct to say it like that, but even inside of your home. So, So I'm wondering if we can come up with some examples to share with our listeners today of how... Global missions can make a local effect, kind of a local missions effect within the walls of your home, even. Absolutely. You know, you've been in this for a while now, right? <laughs> right. So six, six and a half years. Yes. And, and you've, you've done quite a, quite a few trips. Yes, it's that long. You've done quite a few trips. Um, yes. You're leading your own trips now. You're actually engaging with local churches who want to do this and lead them through the entire process from, you know, getting someone to understand how can that even work to taking them and bringing them back. So from this yeah. vast, you know, experiences right. that you have. So here's a question again to our listeners. Can you, if you do global missions, can it have a local missions result even within the walls of your own home? Absolutely. You know, one of the most beautiful things I just have recently witnessed is a man who is in his late 60s, early 70s. And he was one of those guys who constantly said to me, I'm just going to send the money. You don't want me on your mission trip. Why would you send me? I can do nothing. I can't do any kind of work. I can't even evangelize hardly. You know, I'm, I'm too quiet. I, I'm, you know, he, he, he is a personality that is um, very different than, than, you know, he's had a hard life, actually, right. Vainon. He's had a really hard life. And so he doesn't come across as warm and fuzzy, I guess you would say. Sure. So, <laughs> so older gentlemen yes. had had a hard life, you know, um, a lot of yeah. troubled times, right? Absolutely. And had to, had to battle and live through all of that. and But on fire for the Lord. Loves the Lord with um, all his heart. And, and, and wants to give 
Yep. And so why don't I just write a check? But but here he goes, right? Here he goes. And he did for years. He wrote that check for years. Yes. And then the Lord spoke to him and told him to go. And he fought that so hard. He fought it clear up to the right. moment that he left on the car yeah, to drive right. to the airport. I, I, I remember he told me I, I just finally yes. ran ran out of reasons. Yes. You know, I got God got, yeah. got got an answer for everything. And and so he so he goes so he goes. I, I remember right. he got off the plane and I asked, uh, "How are you?" And and he said, "This was a I think his word was disgusting. I think yes. he said this was <laughs> disgusting travel. Yeah, he said he's to, dis- to get me on these he planes was all the way to, to <laughs> yes with the flight. He was disgusted with it. Um, and so you yes, know, I mean, he's not healthy, right? right. And a big, big struggle and older and but but yeah. yet he's faithful to what God had called him to do. So He's yes. on this global mission. So Sarah is where any results. Oh my word. Oh my word. So as we're on the mission trip, we watch this man completely just immerse himself into the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit is calling him and why and we learned very quickly why he was called to this mission trip. Um, you know, day two, here we are in this village um with all these children and we're at Shamwari school and there's one little boy named Nobi who is the troubled child of all of them. He, I think they say he's 11 years old, but has the mind of a five-year-old, if not less. He was extremely neglected and he doesn't go to anyone. He doesn't reason with anyone. He doesn't speak. And so the teacher just carries him on her back because it's just what's easiest to keep going. Right. Well, Nobi runs right up to this gentleman. And not only runs up to him, but puts his hands on his face and crawls up into his lap. And that man just could barely, I have I have the picture. I have yeah, the moment. Right. He could barely even handle that moment himself. He wow. wrapped his arms back around him. And that and then then that wow. was it. Then they were buddies. And wow. that was the thing is And just transform him. And what just transform and him, what right. he said, that gentleman said that in that moment was I understand him. I feel the same way. Wow. I don't want to go to anyone either. Mm. And I'm like, whoa, God. Mm. And that was the start. And then what we watched as a team unfold was so beautiful. His marriage was completely restored on that mission trip. In two weeks, his marriage just, these two were like school kids. And they're, you know, (laughs) they're older (laughs) folks. They've been married for a long time with five children. (laughs) And these two were like... Two lovebirds. I mean, giddy. Oh, oh, it was beautiful. But you could see him just become free. His chains were broken. The bondage was gone. And he was free in Christ. And for the first time ever, he was loving in a way he had never, ever in his whole life loved before. And something he said that will always stay with me is the children of this place expect to be loved. When they come up to you, they expect you to embrace them. Right. Because that's how loved they are there. Right. And so when he came, when these children, because, you know, Nobi wasn't the only one. The kids started attacking him. And, you know, you would assume, like, from our American mindset, that kids will run to you and attack you when, you sh- when you're on your knees with your arms open saying, I love you, come to me. No, no, not the kids in South Africa. If you are there, then you better love us. Right. <laughs> it right, doesn't right. matter if your arms well, are open and, or and not. I mean, he, he, even at the end of that trip, he said to me, I love you, brother. Yeah. And um, after the trip, a uh, couple of uh, <laughs> days or a week or so ago, we were going back and forth mm-hmm. with texting about some ministry thing. And he ended one text with, um, uh, 
you know, love your brother. And I'm like, whoa, Amen. you know, <laughs> Amen. I've, I've never, I've never heard this. And I've, I've known this gentleman for quite a while. Yes. And, um, and it's just so awesome to see that it transformation and, and also transformation within the walls of his own home, even though yes. he's involved with other local missions and globally, of course, but a hug to his child, yes. you know, um, saying that he, that he loves me, another brother. And, and so that, that's just so, so amazing. One Plus God can help you to put global trips together that will make an eternal difference every time. Would you like to connect with a missionary or need a speaker for your next missions event? They can help. Visit OnePlusGod.org for more info. So just as we close out here, yeah. is there a family that comes to mind? Yeah, absolutely. We had a family um, that I've known since 2010. Okay. Um, they did um, nursing home ministry. And I would always um, spend time with them because the, I, at the time, worked at a nursing home. And so they would come and they would do church services. And they were they were just the coolest people. They came with their banjos and their guitars and they wore long skirts. And they were so conservative and they were so serious. They would sing their very serious songs. And then they would, and I, and I thought, wow, they're incredible. What You know, that they are, they're going all over um, locally in our town sharing the gospel. So highly involved with local very, missions. Totally sold yes. out for the law. Yes, um, and then, you know, then so time passes. I go into full-time ministry with One Plus God, and who better to call than this family? Hey, guys, you've been doing this locally. You've been right. raised in missions. Yes. It's time to go it's Time to go outside right. of the United States right. border. Right. And it took two years of convincing, but um, they sent their two children. Okay. And the impact has been unbelievable. These children now have... I mean, they're so missions minded. That's all they, that's all they want to do. And um, so what's so cool is that the whole family has now gone. The, awesome. then, the, then the dad goes, then in 2019, finally, the mom who has some major health issues that she mm. actually, she told me it is impossible for me to do missions mm. um, because she's, she's um, type one diabetic mm -hmm. and she has some other issues that she just said, you know, I, I can't, I can't go Sarah. There's mm. just, it's just impossible. Right. Yeah. And she went. Wow. And she went on our trip that we do special for people with health with health concerns mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that we do in January. It's mm -hmm. an, a trip of older a people. A little bit shorter, a little yep. bit low, lower maintenance, right? Yep. And, and we do that trip specifically for people like paced. this mom mm -hmm. who feel like that it's impossible to right. do missions. And she thrived. Of course, she had to bring some of her own food. Sure. She had to bring her own peanut butter, her mm -hmm. own bread, different things like that. But that's fine. She can do that. We can accommodate that. And so anyway, now this family... Had there to see the transformation in them is unbelievable from being so just locally minded to global now, right? And even their family unit, like they're just stronger, stronger, they're, yep. and they're more open. They're mm -hmm. more open. They're not, I don't want to say they were in a bubble, but they kind of were in a way. And now, like, they're just so welcoming to, to everyone and loving and sharing the gospel in the grocery stores. And you know, where awesome. you know, is even though they love the Lord with all their heart, they would just kind of stay of to themselves, yeah. But when you go on a mission trip, you come back and you see things that you've never seen before. Right. So, yeah. so I'm hearing on fire for the Lord, locally involved, going going yeah. on a global short-term trip, just going when God says go, even even with yeah. some medical concerns and whatever, but right. being faithful to God, coming back, and, and just with a renewed fire. And not only that, even the, the territory. 
yes. has grown, right? Absolutely. And suddenly like, wow, you know, what we always had in the Lord, we can even do more with that. Friends, right. I want to close this session, local and global missions. What better passage? You've heard me quote this before, but sorry, can I do that one more time? Acts 1 verse 8, and you will receive power in the Holy Spirit, so that you can be by witnesses to Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth, and I don't want you to miss it, dear um, friends. And, and, and. Not or, not first and then. So, Jesus challenging us, I don't want you to reach out locally, then a little bit further, and then to the ends of the earth. I don't want you to choose either. I want you to reach out locally or globally. No, this is an and deal that Jesus is proposing to us. No, challenging us to do want us to do, want it to be the blueprint of our faith journey. I want you to, to be involved locally and globally, both at the same time. And if that's a little scary to you, that's okay, because then it means that you are truly busy with God's work, because the challenges that God puts in front of us are sometimes a little scary, but we find peace the moment that we realize, I don't have to do this by myself, I have God. When you look at your resources, you look at your abilities, you look at your health, you look at the restrictions that you have, um, and you go like, there's just no way that I can do this, that's a good place to be at, because the idea is not that you do it. The idea is that you do it with the God who is calling you to do it, and He will add and he will protect, and, and he will enable, and he will provide, and he will sustain. And when you do that, you will realize that, oh my goodness, nothing is as good as following God's plan. Because locally I've been on fire. I go and do this global thing that God is encouraging and challenging me to do. That feeds my local missions again, not only to the community, not only to my country, but even within the four walls of my home. Local and global missions. God bless you, friends. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for Our Global God. We hope you have a better vision of how God is on a mission with you. Contact OnePlus God Ministries at oneplusgod.org to reserve space on our upcoming trips, join us on a retreat, or invite Wayne to come speak at your next event. oneplusgod.org the Shine FM Podcast Network.